Welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, your source of information for living the best years of your life, your way. For more than a decade, host Jim Brogan and his expert guests have come together each week to share important news and advice that can impact the lives and well-being of those who are retired and those nearing retirement. Learn about issues like health and fitness, financial planning, social security benefits, investment advice, and more. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Good morning, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and you know, Knoxville is such a great place to live. And the economy here has always been relatively steady and companies are drawn to our area because East Tennessee offers such an appealing location for companies to headquarter and do business. We've also been one of the named one of the top recession proof cities in the United States. Now we've got several large businesses that call Knoxville home. We've got companies like of course Pilot Flying J. We've got Discovery Network, TVA. Regal Cinemas, and of course, we've got the University of Tennessee and then the Oak Ridge Corridor. So our relatively low cost of living and incentives are enticing, especially for a city that is really getting near, if you look at the (coughs) metropolitan area, we're getting near a million people. So this morning, we have on Doug Lawyer. He's the Vice President of Economic Development for the Knoxville Chamber of Commerce. He's been with the Chamber for almost 20 years, and he's also served on a, on a variety of boards in our region. We're also going to get into, you know, what's the status of what he's seeing with economic growth with, with what's gone on with coronavirus. So good morning, Doug. Welcome to More Living. It's great to have you with us. Good morning. It's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity, as always. Yes, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Doug, you've worked for the Chamber of Commerce for almost 20 years. So, big picture, how has the how has the growth in Knoxville and the region changed during your time here? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, <clears throat> I think I've, what I've seen during my career is um, a, probably a more intense focus on um, attracting specific types of businesses, really trying to play off the assets that we have here throughout throughout the entire region. You know, and those things are. Uh, you mentioned the University of Tennessee and the Oak Ridge National Laboratory and the technologies coming out of those entities is, is, is a, is a huge driver for us. So, uh, I think we're getting, we're getting better at, at doing that. Um, still have a lot, a lot of work to do in those areas, but, uh, it's, that's, that's probably been the, the biggest change as opposed to, you know, just, responding to every single uh, request that we may get for a particular uh, type of business that, that's looking to locate. We're, we're, we're in a position where we can be a little bit more selective now, I believe. So what types of industries are you looking to bring to Knoxville? Yeah, so we have, um, we have five different what we call strategic platforms of types of companies. And it's not just from the, the, the business attraction, but also working really closely with our, our existing, industry, existing industry base, so from a business retention and expansion standpoint. But those five platforms, um, they're really broad by definition, but, you know, we, we call those um, communication-type companies, um, health companies, uh, companies that are involved in the movement, you know, logistics services um, type, type of, of companies, 
anything involved in the power sector as well as the security sector. You know, so those those five platforms again very broad by nature, but I think you can you can start to peel away the onion skin a little bit on all of those and see that there's a lot of synergies with what we have going on with with our research assets as well as our existing industry bases uh, here in the Knoxville region to to help grow those platforms. You know, you mentioned the uh, University of Tennessee and Oak Ridge National Lab. You know, I guess that gives us a unique opportunity that Knoxville's capitalized on, and it sounds like you're continuing to work on capitalizing on in that. You know, I think I think with those, you know, with it being the University of Tennessee and Oak Ridge National Lab and Oak Ridge Contractors, it gives us a lot of stability in our employment. I think that probably, um, I mean, I haven't studied the data, but I would think that that leads a lot to the, the fact we are uh, very recession-proof as opposed to most cities in the country. But then that does give us tremendous opportunities to attract business. I mean, you mentioned logistics. The logistics program at University of Tennessee is one of the top two or three in the country. Yeah. And then you've got all the technology that's developed around Oak Ridge. So can you just expand a little bit on how Knoxville has been able to capitalize on those relationships? Yeah. So um, a, a great example, you know, from the from the logistics, um, the logistics school that, that you mentioned, you know, we've we've had companies recently like Axel Logistics, you know, a, a company here in Knoxville that that recently added another 250 jobs to their operation, and they're taking it in an older facility up in um, up up North Central, up in Happy Holler, and, and redeveloping that property into a you know a really cool um, looking office facility, and again adding 250 jobs. Um, you know, there's on, on the movement sector, you know, the, in partnership with the University of Tennessee and, and Oak Ridge National Lab, um, hopefully, hopefully folks have heard, but Volkswagen, um, which everyone thinks about Volkswagen as having an assembly plant in Chattanooga and a, there's a distribution center out in, in Roan County, but Volkswagen um, not too long ago announced that they're locating uh, an innovation hub on UT's research, research park at Cherokee Farm. Um, and that's a huge, huge win for our community. Um, it's going to start small, you know, a handful of jobs, uh, but they've they've got an office set up there now, and uh, we hope to see that grow. And you know, ten years from now, I hope we're talking about two hundred Volkswagen researchers uh, in Knoxville wow. do, doing collaborative research with with the university as well as the national lab. Yeah, so it's not just U.S. businesses. Uh, you really attract international business. What types of incentives does Knoxville provide businesses to relocate headquarters in Knoxville? <clears throat> yeah, well, our our greatest incentive period end of end of statement is our location. You know, we we are just blessed geographically with with where we sit in the kind of the center of the eastern United States and, and easy access in and out of out of here. Good net road networks, a great airport, a lot of direct flights. Um, you know, we have we have barge terminals here. We have rails crossing. Um, but in terms of, it, you know, the the dollars and cents types of incentives, the way we look at that is is we review every project on a case by case basis. And, and there's kind of three things we're always going to ask those companies that are looking here. You know, how many how many net new jobs are you going to bring to the table? Um, what are you going to pay your employees? Uh, and then what's your capital investment look like? And so based upon those kind of three big questions, we can bring together programs from the state of Tennessee via tax credits and 
uh, grant funds. Uh, TVA has got programs to help offset the, uh, the, the cost of their power bills. Um, and then uh, locally, we have the ability to, um, to freeze property taxes for, for large projects and as, a, as an incentive to get, get those companies to make those decisions to locate here. Well, and I know you work cooperatively with the Knox County and Knoxville Mayor's Office. So just talk about the importance of that cooperative relationship. Yeah. Um, so the city of Knoxville, Knox County are, are two of the, the largest investors uh, in our economic development efforts at the Knoxville Chamber. And we, that's a partnership that, that we value. Um, we, we meet with the mayors and brief them on on uh, economic development projects and um, city council and county commission as well. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's important for the mayors to understand um, th- how everything that a city or county government, what those functions are, how that can help drive economic development. So, you know, things as, you know, as, as important as, you know, building new parks and greenways that adds to the quality of place, um, making sure the roads are paved and, and the potholes on our city streets are being filled in a timely fashion. Um, all of that, all of that matters. Um, and then, you know, just, just having an overall um, quality of place, what's going on in downtown Knoxville and the investment that, that the city has put into uh, kind of revitalizing downtown. Um, you know, 20 years ago, as you know, downtown didn't look like it does, did not look like it does today. So that, that's been a huge impact on, on business attraction as well as uh, expansion projects. We're visiting with Doug Lawyer. He is with the Knoxville Chamber of Commerce with Economic Development. And when we come back, you know, I want to ask Doug, are we become, is there a concern that we're growing too much? What does the future look like? How are we being affected by COVID-19? So stay tuned. We've got a lot to talk about as you listen to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. listening to more living with jim brogan during the week jim is a financial advisor an author and speaker with an mba from the university of tennessee who specializes in helping people in or near retirement plan for the next phase of their lives you can reach brogan financial during the week at 865-862-6800 or on the web at broganfinancial.com and now Here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in to More Living today, right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan, and we're visiting with Doug Lawyer with the Knoxville Chamber of Commerce. We're talking about economic development and where are we here in Knoxville. Both, and we're focusing on the big picture. We are in just a moment. We're going to get into the effects you know, from what we've been seeing here in Knoxville with coronavirus. But, Doug, let's, I mentioned there before the break the amount of growth. You know, the, the statistical metropolitan area, and I was, it's interesting, I was just looking at a, at a thing, a, 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 a couple of different articles that had been done on the res, most recession-proof areas in the country, and Knoxville kept popping up. And of the, of the ones in the top four or five, we were the largest city. And in terms of our statistical metropolitan area, we're now over 900,000 people, I believe. 
And so there's been some discussion that, you know, getting to a million is a big threshold because now it starts showing up when people search for different places to go, business and residences, uh, because we're now over a million people. Some people are actually concerned about that, though, because we've got a great balance between a little bit of a feel of, you know, we got the city feel, but then we've got a lot of small city feel. We've, you know, we've got all the college stuff at the University of Tennessee. There's just a great balance here. Is there right. a concern with hitting that million people threshold? How, do you, how does the Chamber of Commerce look at that? Yeah, so you know our mission our mission statement's pretty simple. It's it's four words, driving regional economic prosperity. Um and I think an important part of that is is growing in the right way. You know, we've we've had um good steady growth here for, for a long time. Um I think we're, you know, around one percent growth a year, um, per year if you look at the numbers over time, which is that's a good kind of controlled growth rate. It's, it's not a, a big spike up where, you know, you're, you're playing catch up to utilities and infrastructure and, and roads. Um, we're, we're in pretty decent shape. So I think, you know, having, having good solid growth and, and, and the right type of growth um, is, is important. Um, you know, I think about in the city, there's, there's a lot of emphasis now in, you know, taking some of the older, older stock properties and, and, um, you know, pumping new life into those and, uh, the different corridors that are coming out of downtown and you're seeing redevelopment happening really in all four directions, um, uh, coming out of the heart of the city. And so that's, that's exciting to see. And, and really Jim, a lot of companies that contact us now, um, while Greenfield, uh, sites are still really important, there's, there's some that, Hey, we want to be as close to the core as possible. We want to be close to the campus. Uh, you know, we'll take an old building and and uh, you know scrub it up and revitalize it and, and bring it back to life. So um, we're seeing more of that that in the site selection process than that I've seen in a long time. Is there? I mean, I've seen a lot about that million people threshold. That when mm-hmm. you hit that, a lot of times you get into very dynamic growth. So that's why I'm kind of bringing it up. Is it a concern? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What do you see? And is that a goal or is it just you're, you're focusing on healthy economic growth? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not a specific goal of the chambers. You know, we haven't circled that number. I think what I've heard just kind of anecdotally, you know, if, if you get when you achieve a million, that that starts to open doors for, for different types of uh, brands, you know, that might locate um you know, 10 years ago, retail looked a lot different than it does today. So, it, you know, I've heard, well, sure you know, when's Knoxville going to get an Ikea? And I've heard people say, well, when you get a million people, then Ikea will, will arrive. I don't know if we had a million people today, if, if that would be the case as, as much as retail has changed. Just and even in the, in the past six months, retail has changed a lot. So, um, so it's, it's not a specific goal um, for the chamber. Okay. Well, let's talk about the impact of COVID-19. First, you know, a lot of businesses have really been impacted, especially restaurants. uh, What's the concern of the percentage of restaurants that might permanently close with what we're seeing? And what other businesses have really been hit hard? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if you step back for a second and look at, you know, where we were, you know, a year ago, um, you know, unemployment rates, 
you know, this time last year in, in the region, the Knoxville region, we were around 32 3.3%. Um, you know, today we're around 9%, I think, as a region. So just to give you, you know, just a snapshot of the magnitude of how many folks are, are out of work is, is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, restaurants certainly heavily impact all the service sector, um, the hotels, um, are, are, are hurting bad right now. Um, retail is struggling. Um, you know, when, when the pandemic first hit in March, you know, mid March, um, the chamber kind of shifted into a mode very quickly of how can we get information out? And if you go to knoxvillechamber.com, our website, there is a, a whole section on COVID resources. Um, how to um, how to tap into the programs that are out there and available, as well as a huge list of companies that are hiring, and, and we've kept that pretty current. So, as, as your listeners, if, if folks are looking for a job, that's that's a, a quick, easy place to to look for for employment. Um, you know, we saw um, manufacturers kind of went through this phase of, holy cow, what are we going to do? How do, how are we going to keep the assembly lines rolling? Um, so there was a couple weeks of, I just call it chaos, really, you know, late March, early April, and then everyone started to figure it out. All of our manufacturers in, in, in Knox County um, that we've met with and, and uh, had conversations with, they are all going full bore. Um, orders are up from the, the manufacturing side almost across the boards, what I'm hearing from our, our business retention expansion folks. Wow. Well, let, let me just, uh, I want to go back to what you said a minute ago about the restaurants and retail and hotels, especially with restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, we've probably eaten out, Doug, three or four times in the last four months. It's And we used to eat out, you know, a good bit. And we certainly have our favorite places. Everybody does. Sure. Um, but one thing we have done is we've tried here and there to do carry out and a lot of restaurants are getting through this. You know, they're just trying to break even right now and try to get through this time. And I just want to mention, there are ways we can support our local businesses and still be very, very safe. If we're not comfortable completely getting in, you know, going to a restaurant or going to a retail store, there are still some things we can do. And I just want to mention that in your perspective of what businesses have been doing to try to keep, you know, at least in a break-even type of a position to try to get through this so that when things return to at least somewhat new normal, even though it may be a little bit of a new normal, you know, they'll be poised to do well. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I'm totally with you and um, the restaurants that, that pivoted quickly and, and kind of got into the groove of carry out and, you know, even things of, you know, carry out beer and mixed drinks in the parking lots. Um, it was just interesting to yeah. see how, how how quickly some restaurants were able to, able to do that. Um, but yeah, any I would encourage as well to you know uh, if you're not comfortable going yeah, we to the can restaurant, patronize those people. Absolutely. Yeah, we Absolutely. can we can we can we can patronize local business the right way. You know, a lot of businesses have transitioned employees to virtual work, work from home. Uh, I know. At Brogan Financial, we had a five-week period. We were fully operating, but we were fully virtual. And now mm-hmm. we're doing kind of mostly in the office, but most of our clients are actually we're serving virtually. Uh, some will come in, but most are virtual. 
But, you know, that that's going to affect, I mean, we're having a huge paradigm shift in even the way businesses work and how they serve their customers. You know, where do you think we're headed with how businesses, you know, use their employees? Do you think people will go to more of a permanently work for home? And, you know, the commercial real estate market is very soft right now. Is there a concern about the commercial real estate market coming, even coming out of this once we're through this? Yeah, yeah, and it's. I've had lots of conversations with lots of the, you know, the commercial and office uh, real estate brokers in town that that we partner with um, all the time. And yeah, it, it's a big concern. And you know, what what is what do we look like? You know, a year from now, um, is our office spaces? Um, are our companies going to shift to total virtual? You know, and you know, there's there's a lot of studies of, of productivity. And are you more productive at the house than in, a, in an office environment? Um, and so I think those those questions are are yet to be answered. You know, I can I can I can speak from my lens. You know, from the the, the business attraction side. You know, we've had we we've had a, a few projects that we were actively recruiting, you know, and that, um, when pandemic hit, um, some just hit the brakes and said, you know what, we're going to stop this site search and see what happens in six months. Others have, have continued to roll forward. Um, and some of those are our office type environments where, um, what I'm hearing from the company is even in their other existing locations, you know, we're, we're 90% remote, but as soon as we can get people back into a building together in a safe manner, we want to do that because that, that collaboration, um, in-person collaboration is something that's in, impossible to, to duplicate via a, a Zoom or, um, you know, a, a Microsoft Teams kind of discussion. You know, I think that's a great word because, you know, just with what we experience, you know, we've got 15 employees. And so we're not a big business, but, you know, pretty, you know, we're not three or four either. And so what's kind of interesting about that is, you know, the, the, the there's just more connectivity among employees when you're in the office. You've kind of touched on that just there. And I think everybody in our office was anxious, not anxious, but, but excited to kind of reestablish the, the connectivity. Everybody was very efficient working at home, but... You know, it just, they miss that connectivity. And I think that's, you know, and everybody's different. Some workers like to, you know, would rather hole up and, and just kind of do their work. But a lot of us need the connectivity. That's kind of interesting. But, you know, cons- businesses are, are learning to work differently and consumers are looking, you know, are learning to uh, consume differently, if you will. So it's just very interesting dynamic. And, uh, you know, I hope there's not too big of a hit on commercial uh, commercial real estate. So, That'll be very interesting. Anything you'd like to add to that? You know, on, on the the um, the office market specifically in Knoxville, you know, we there hasn't been a whole lot of new office products based constructed in Knoxville in, in the past several years. It was just a handful of, of new properties, and so uh, I think that 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 will help if there is a transition. You know, some, you look at some other markets, you know, Middle Tennessee, Nashville. Williamson County, there's millions of square feet of, of speculative office space coming out of the ground. Um, and that, that's a whole different dynamic than, than what we're facing or we'll have to face in Knoxville if there is any kind of shift um, away yeah, from a, offices. But That's a great point. Well, hey, listen, uh, let's get to our next break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Innovation Valley. We're going to talk about 
their new strategic plan called Path to Prosperity with the Knoxville Chamber of Commerce. We're also going to have our dollars and cents segment. You know, the market's almost completely back to where it was in February. And, you know, many people are concerned about an, another correction or even another bear market with everything, with all the instability. What if you retire into the teeth of a bear market, the challenges that that presents, and how can you plan accordingly and be protected somewhat from that potential reality? So stay with us as you listen to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. radio show, television news appearances, and adult education classes taught at the University of Tennessee and Pellissippi State Community College. Jim taps into his extensive knowledge and experience to address issues important to living your best retirement. Join Jim every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. here on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI and visit him online at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. This is More Living with Jim Rogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. We're visiting this morning with Doug Lawyer. He's with the Knoxville Chamber of Commerce. We're talking about economic development. And uh, before we get back to Doug, we're going to get into a lot of more great stuff. But before we get back to Doug, it is time for Dollars and Cents. Want to be sure you are getting the most out of your retirement? all the years of your retirement? That's the primary goal of More Living with Jim Brogan and our Dollars and Cents segment, where we provide you with an important financial tip that will help positively impact the quality of your life in retirement. And now, here's Jim with this week's Dollars and Cents tip. Did you know that 10 years after the 2008 financial crisis, Ten years after, so in 2018, only 2% of middle-income baby boomers believed that the economy had fully recovered, and 65% did not believe they had seen any personal benefit from the recovery. As we get closer to retirement and we retire, big downturns have a much more dramatic impact on our potential success or failure in retirement. You know, market drops right around the time that you retire can really have significant long-term effects on your wealth. And you heard Howler in there in the break um, that, you know, 80% of your success or failure in retirement is determined in the first 10 years. And over 50% is determined in the, five, or in the first five years. To see if you retire into a bear market, then there's a reduction in your overall portfolio but there's also the, the impact of needing to withdraw savings from that portfolio while it's down. And withdrawing funds while your portfolio loses value can have a, a, a horribly negative effect on your long-term results and could be catastrophic potentially. Now, that doesn't mean you can't retire during a bear market. You know, we have no control of our market timing. Did we retire at the right time? Now, one problem is trying to rely on market timing. You know, you, you not only, if you're trying to time the market, you not, you not only have to know when to get out, you have to know when to get back in. 
remember in March, we had that 3,000 point drop in one day. But then a few days later, we had like a 2,100 point gain in one day. And if you were out, I mean, nobody on March 21st thought the market was going to go back up 2,100 points in one day and that we'd be almost back to where we were. So things can be very, very unpredictable, both going down and a major rebound. And so market timing uh, typically just does not work. So, so how do you put a plan together to be successful? I think the two main things is to structure income in the short term that doesn't depend on your stock market investments. So you've got stability of income. So the money you have invested in the market, you know you're not going to touch it for at least five or six years. So you're not as worried about what happens this fall or even next year. Now, you know, there still needs to be a little bit of concern that if it's too negative, it could impact where you are in five years. But you kind of start to take the short-term realities of the market more out of the equation. By having an income plan that leans on investments that are stable or protected. And then the second part is measuring and understanding risk. Understanding things like the cruel math of losses. You know, if you, li- if you lose 40%, which is about what an average bear market does, you have to make 67% just to get back to where you were. That's some cruel math. So understanding how to stabilize an investment portfolio where the ups and downs aren't as severe gives you the greater likelihood that in five or six or seven years, those monies can be fruitful for you. So how you put together your financial plan can largely mitigate the potential reality of retiring into the teeth of a bear market. It's probably one of the number one risks retirees face today, and it must be addressed in your financial plan. Now, I'd urge you to check us out at broganfinancial.com. Now, we've got, in my two-part classes, these are adult education classes. If you're retired or getting ready to retire, really within five years of retirement, these classes are for you. They're $59, two two two-hour sessions. And our classes this fall, both at Pellissippi State and the University of Tennessee, are being offered both live, in-person, and online, virtually. So whatever learning environment you want. Now, the, if we're live in, if you're live in person, we're using all the distancing and CDC requirements that are required. We're wearing masks. We're doing all of those things the way we're disinfecting surfaces. But then, you know, because some people really like that in-person learning. But for those that just are nervous about that, you can attend online. Uh, and we've got everything set up so you'll have video of me. You'll have great video of the PowerPoint slides and the charts and graphs that I use to teach and the drawings that I do. I'll be at Pellissippi State Hardin Valley this Thursday, October, August the 13th and the 20th. Remember, it's two two-hour sessions, so the next two Thursdays. Uh, you can go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com to download a syllabus and get more information and to register. Now, then I'll be at the University of Tennessee downtown on September 15th and 22nd. Those are successive Tuesday evenings, if Tuesdays are better for you. Uh, and that is called Financial Survival for Retirement is the name of that class. You can go to financialsurvivalforretirement.com. Again, that's September 15th and 22nd. All of this is both live in person and live online, whatever learning environment you're most comfortable with. 
Uh, you can find my full schedule of everything that we do at my website, broganfinancial.com. Click on classes. You can also subscribe to our weekly e-blast where we weekly send out information. We've been doing, I've been doing webinars that are complimentary 30 minute webinars on things like tax planning and, and how to, how to plan in the midst of coronavirus. We've been doing, uh, a lot of YouTube stuff that's just quick three to five minute snippets. How do you pick your social security strategy? So we're just trying to put out as much information as we can to help you make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. So check us out at broganfinancial.com. Today we're visiting with Doug Lawyer. He's the executive vice president of the Chamber of Commerce for Economic Development. Tennessee, Knoxville is such a great place to live, and we've been talking about all the great things that are that are going on in Knoxville. Uh, Doug, talk to us a little bit about Innovation Valley. Yeah, so uh, Innovation Valley was a, a economic development initiative that we had for the past 10, 12 years, and we actually sunsetted that program, and, and we've shifted all of our, our energies into a, a new program uh, that we call the Path to Prosperity, which is a, is a five-year strategic plan um, for the Knoxville Chamber. Um, and, and really... What that, what that means is, you know, I mentioned our, our mission statement, driving regional economic prosperity. The, the vision that we have is, is to create a, a, an economic ecosystem for any type of company uh, that, that's in the Knoxville area. Um, and so what that ecosystem really, it starts first and foremost with, with working with our existing businesses. Um, you mentioned you know, some of the large major corporations that call Knoxville home, Regal, Pilot Flying J, um, Clayton, others, you know, those all started as a, as a startup here. And, you know, what, what this path to prosperity, um, kind of focuses on is who is that, who is that next company, um, that, that is already here and maybe they've got 10 or 20 employees. How do we help them get to 50 employees, to a hundred, to 500, to a thousand employees, um, and so the path to prosperity is really a, a focused effort um, by the Knoxville Chamber to make sure wherever you are in your business cycle, we we have resources and programs available to assist you. Um, and you know, even even the way we're thinking as a chamber, um, you know, it, we used to go uh, knock on doors and in, encourage companies to join the chamber and, and get a membership. You know, like like you go to the gym. Um, and just we're, we're changing our terminology and the way we think. We're now seeking investors. So you, uh, you invest in the chamber in this path of prosperity, and um, we hope that, that you receive the return on your investment just like you would if, if you're investing in the stock market. Um, so uh, a, lot of, a lot of changes at the chamber and the way we're doing that, and, and the path of prosperity is a, is a, a focused plan that the entire – team at the chamber is is thinking about on a daily basis and, and reporting it out to our to our board on a monthly basis. Now there's a lot that's going on with construction and I know um, oh but, but you know what before I get to that Doug, how can people find out more about Path to Prosperity? Yeah, so you can go uh, to knoxfieldchamber.com and there's information on the uh, strategic plan should be there on the home page and uh, if you're interested in learning more, um, we can we can set up for one of our uh, in, in investment folks to reach out and uh, explain it to you. Kind of like uh, you just said, we can do it virtually over Zoom or in person if people are comfortable or uh, the, the chamber offices 
are open on Market Square. Um, we are doing the, the masks and hand sanitizers and socially distancing. Um, so we we will um, welcome those conversations with anybody. Okay, that's great. So they can go to KnoxvilleChamber.com to find out more about that's right. the prosperity. Okay, I tell you yep. what, we're going to get to our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk to, I see a lot of dirt being moved out by the airport. Of course, there's a South Knoxville development. There's downtown. Where are, some of the, where are we going with some of these projects? So stay tuned as I visit with Doug Lawyer. He's Executive Vice President for Economic Development with the Knoxville Chamber of Commerce. As you listen to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. for listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. If you miss any of today's show or want to listen to it again, visit broganfinancial.com where you can access the podcast and other educational materials to help you in your journey through retirement. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this morning here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. This is More Living. You can check us out online at broganfinancial.com. Find out more about my upcoming classes. Just click on the classes tab. Two-part classes at University of Tennessee and Mississippi State, uh, both in person and live online virtually. We can serve you however you like so that you can be equipped to make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your retirement. We're visiting today with Doug Lawyer. He's the Executive Vice President of Economic Development at Knoxville Chamber of Commerce. So many great things going on. Uh, Doug, I see a lot of dirt moving out by the airport for a business park. Um, talk about some of the new business parks or places for businesses to locate. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, certainly the, the development out there by the airport is is a, a big one that's going on out there. And then just the amazing amount of dirt work that's going up and down Alcoa Highway as as TDOT's working on the, the realignment of, of the highway there. Um, but over here now, in how long will County, that, when's that projected, Doug, to what's the projection on that project along Alcoa Highway going out there? Like how long oh, is it going to be? They've made a lot of progress in the last little bit, but is that three or four more years or two years? Do you know? Uh, I, I think you're in the three to four more year kind of phase, but uh, I hate to even even wager a guess. I do know that the, the TDOT's got a great website that you can go and kind of get updates and estimated timelines, I believe, on, on all of their projects. So I would encourage um, folks to, to go list their Click on there to get that information, as opposed to relying on is there, for that estimate. Is, it, well, is there hope that that development of that of the highway out there will lead to kind of a revitalization, even on that airport there, going through Lakemore Hills out before you get to uh, Cedar, before you get to uh, Severe Heights Baptist Church? That maybe it'll revitalize that area a little bit. Well, I, I think that that certainly is is a, a goal as well as just increased safety I and mean, that, that's that's a dangerous been a dangerous stretch of road for for quite a while so yeah. getting that yes. get that straightened up will, will help out um, but you know back over here in, in Knox County um, a, a couple of, of key uh, business park developments are, are nearing completion um, 
the first one is uh, out at exit 402 Midway Road. So the Midway Road Business Park has been um, under development for for a year, year and a half now, and it's it's getting to the final phases of of being ready. You know, I think they're close to, to putting down the pavement on the roads. All of the utilities, underground utilities, are in place. So that's that's opening up. You know, 185, 200 acres, I believe, in phase one of that park development. Um, we've been actively marketing that property for uh, various projects. So uh, right off the interchange, um, the easy access, great visibility, um, and then the views up there are, are amazing. Um, and then another one on the other side of Knox County, out uh, right behind Carnes High School, uh, there is a new business park uh, being developed called Carnes Valley Business Park. And um, that park is uh, going to bring about 80 acres uh, of, of land online, um, flat as a table, uh, which is unique in East Tennessee and, and, and very yes, attractive. And again, uh, roads and infrastructure in place. Well, what resources, Doug, does the chamber offer for businesses, for those business owners and executives that are listening this morning? Yeah, so they, I think the key thing is is uh, a, a buying in and in helping to to fuel all of these programs that we're talking about. And so there's there's six kind of key priorities that that we're focusing on right now. One of those is is a, a, a regional workforce development strategy. You know, working with our school systems and the community colleges and the University of Tennessee. Um, we're also working hard to to attract and retain talent to this region. If it's not here and is it somewhere else, how do we encourage those folks to, to come here and make them aware of the employment resources? Um, we're working hard also on uh, infrastructure. Um, and, you know, the, the most specific thing right now is in partnership with Knox County Schools and the E-Knox initiative, making sure that, you know, when school starts on August 24th for Knox County, um, that everybody has access to the internet, um, and so that's a program that that will um, that our regional enhancement team is, is focused on. Um, we're also trying to um, put together a strategy to uh, increase access to capital for entrepreneurs and startups. You know, if you've got a great business idea, but you don't have the funding, you know, what are those what are those resources? Um, and then we we are working um, to from a marketing standpoint um, to create some new marketing and branding for the Knoxville community. That's, you know, a, the city and the County and the chamber coming together to, to help tell the story um, both internally and externally what, what's going on here. So um, all of those well, things. And I think it's really really, go, go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. That's all right. And, and the last thing I was going to say is, you know, just a, a a, a laser sharp focus on our existing businesses and helping those existing companies grow um, and, and access the, the programs and resources that, that we can bring to the table. Well, and I want to say, you know, as a business owner, you know, Brogan Financial, we're, we're a member of the chamber. Uh, and I think it's important for businesses not just to think, okay, how can the chamber help me? But also how can we help the chamber? Because just supporting with memberships is important because, a greater community, a greater development, a greater economic plan, it does nothing but benefit all of us. It, it, it leads to more opportunity for all these Tennesseans, both consumers, businesses, all the way around. So I do think it's very important to support organizations like this. So, And just by being a member, it helps support them. 
So could you, um, for people that want to find more about it, the chamber, can you again, in knoxvillechamber.com, I think you've got the path to prosperity. People can invest in. What's the best way to find out more uh, about the chamber? Yeah, and, and and first of all, thank you uh, and Brogan Financial for your investment in the chamber. That 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 means the world to us, and um, appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. But yeah, knoxvillechamber.com. You can go there, um, and in the top right corner of the homepage is an is a, a bright orange button that says invest, and that's that's kind of where that process starts, and that'll go to our investment development team, and they will set up a time to to reach out to you individually and have that conversation and and go into details on the path to prosperity and and how your financial investment in in our efforts um, hopefully can help the entire region grow. That's really what it's all about. And so um, Doug Lawyer, the Executive Vice President for Knoxville Chamber of Commerce, thank you so much for being with us. You can check it out again, knoxvillechamber.com. Uh, Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you, Chris, running the board. Thank you, Jill, producing the show. As we've discussed, greater economic development because a greater community provides for more living so you can live the best years of your life your way. Have a very blessed week. You've been listening to More Living with Jim Brogan, only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.